Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The last football Friday of the 2023-24 NFL season, and boy, we got to talk about NFL honors. Pretty good night for the Cleveland Browns. We got to talk about uh, the the big game on Sunday, Super Bowl 58, and all the pomp and circumstance that comes with it. We got the Cavs winning another game. We got a <laughs> a new offensive coordinator needed in. Uh, in Columbus, so we got plenty to talk about. But hi, Daryl Ryder's joining us today. Long live the Bill O'Brien era in Columbus. I'll, re- I'll remember those three weeks for the rest of my life. I thought it was I thought it was thirty days. It was twenty one <laughs> days, and so I have pinpointed. I think day eleven was the best. Day seven gave it to runs for it money. Day twenty really had some moments. Listen, I but think day eleven. I think day fourteen. You're way off base. Day See, fourteen. That's was exactly the what I thought you'd say. Is you're a day fourteen kind of guy. I am definitely a yeah. day fourteen kind of guy. I, I do like can I just I, a little consensus here. You know, Ohio State and Michigan. We're we're obsessed with getting a Michigan man or an Ohio State guy. <laughs> And people have vastly overrated Urban Meyer's one year with Earl Bruce where they won six games, and that was like the justification. He gets us. Does 21 days count enough to call Bill O'Brien an Ohio guy? <laughs> no. He drew a check from the university. He did. He he had like an apartment or a hotel room right down the, ho- right down the road from the facilities. Like, the man's going to have to pay income tax next year in the city of Ohio for 21 days, I I think that's an Ohio guy to me. Keith, you're on the other side of this rivalry. Is he a Michigan? Or sorry, is he an Ohio guy now? No, I don't think so. By the way, the best meme that I saw today was the Bill O'Brien era in Columbus, and it was a video of Aaron Rodgers running the American flag out for the Jets this year. <laughs> I also like. Uh, I do love anybody that's pointed out. You know. Uh, the quarterbacks didn't throw any interceptions under the Bill O'Brien era. By the way, it didn't take long. Pete Thamel's already saying they're targeting Chip Kelly, and it ah, could happen as soon as today. That is delicious. So just – and you know what I really like about Chip Kelly being the new offensive coordinator? It takes all that panic about Jeff Halfley leaving Boston College, a job he was going to be fired next year if he didn't win 10 games next year because that's how it works – is they had two straight six-win seasons. He was on the verge of getting fired. The man did the smart thing going back to the NFL as a defensive coordinator. And then when Chip was interviewing for any NFL OC job, what was, oh, see, this it's an exodus. It's an exodus. What we're hearing is it's better to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State than it is to be the head coach at UCLA. And I would just like to point out it's better to be the head coach at UCLA than it is to be at Boston College. So now Bill O'Brien has to pull out and go to UCLA. (laughs) Think about it. 
Stay 21 days at Boston College so you get your your Boston bona fides and then go right to UCLA. I'm having uh, Chip Kelly interviews with the Browns flashbacks right oh, now. Oh, my God. Was that the – okay. So you're – the whole this guy interviewed at this time. And if I can't say this on air, if this has never been reported, please feel free to dump it. Okay. Chip Kelly was the guy that got up in the middle of the interview and walked out, right? That was the Joe Banner interview. Where they were sitting down at dinner, Joe Banner was being, uh, from what I know, Joe Banner, <laughs> and it was it was either Chip Kelly or it was Wizen Hunt. It was somebody. It, I, I don't think it was Chip Kelly because Chip's interview like went forever, uh-huh. and then he just decided he, you know, the Brown, that the Browns were not the team for him. <laughs> that there were better jobs available yes. than working for the, uh, those the, Browns. The janitor at a subway was a better job than being I, the head coach of the Browns. Anybody remembers? The, I, I distinctly remember. It, it had to have been Joe Banner because I actually think it was – I don't think it was 2013. I think it was 2014, right about the time that, that Joe met his fate in Cleveland. But there was a story about a Browns candidate, and I, I, I'm I'm 99% sure – And the Browns were like – remember all those hot reports? Hot and heavy. The Browns were hot and heavy for yes. Chip Kelly. They were so close. It was the – I think it was the 2013 hiring cycle, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And um, – and like everyone was acting like it was a done deal, and then it wasn't a done deal. Yeah, like well, so I actually, I so now I really do think it was the Chip Kelly thing where they had been at dinner for so long, and Chip Kelly got up to take a call, and that call was from the Eagles, and he said, and I, uh, this is not a quote, but and I quote, uh, so when do you need me in Philly? Bye. <laughs> I, like I, that is that is my remembrance of the story of Chip Kelly being at dinner. That, that is like you take a girl out to dinner and she at like three hours in after professing her love for you has to go to the uh, powder her nose and she's calling her uh, her ex-boyfriend or when are you going to pick me up? Like that's the kind of thing that is, happens only to the Browns. Is it wrong when I'm on dates I and they do the I have to use the restroom I look to see if they left their coat and purse? <laughs> No, I think I actually think that's pretty smart. Because here's the thing: the worst part of it is not having someone just check out on you. On right, a, it's the waiting. Right, because then people start to notice. Yes, and then the waiter notices. And if the waiter's noticing, no offense, waiters, you, you're not you don't you're not chill. Right. All right, so the the waiters are going to tell other people, and the waiters are going to tell the other tables. Can you believe what's happening to this guy? Um, check out table six. There's nothing wrong with being ghosted in that moment. There, except for if you're waiting three hours. I can neither hours. confirm nor deny that that may or may not have ever happened to me in my life. I think that's happened to most guys, right? Yeah. I mean, not to me, of course. Well, but to most guys, well, because I've been with my N- wife since I was 21. would never do that to No, me. she should have a long time ago, but that's that's her bad decision-making. Um, speaking of good decision-making, the NFL honors went way better than we thought. We were, we were thinking last night, we're going to get one of four. Maybe if you're lucky, you get two or four. And lo and behold, coach of the year, Steven, a.k.a. Kevin Stefanski. Uh, defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett. Assistant coach of the year, Stunna Jim Schwartz, who who the pre-show Jim Schwartz, I need I need crunk Jim Schwartz around Berea all the time now. And then comeback player of the year, Joe Flacco, even though he said, I don't think I should get that award. Yeah. Four for four last night uh, for for what they could have done. I was blown away. I I couldn't believe that they uh, they won all four. Not to say that they weren't deserving of winning all of those awards, but just you know, y- you figure that the the national media isn't going to give the Browns a lot of love, and you know, 
but they did. Um, and, you know, there's been a little pearl clutching over Stefanski winning coach of the year again, over D'Amico Ryans. Only the Some, 13th coach to win uh, the coach of the year twice? Twice, yeah. Yeah. Um, or two times or more, I should say. Right. And, you know, there's the, the, the DeMar Hamlin debate. Should he have won because of returning from cardiac arrest mm -hmm. to, to play in the NFL? By the way, that is an argument I want no part of. Because if you choose, if you go against him, you're 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 in any way negating right. how impressive that was. If you go for him, it feels a little bit hair tussly to me. Yeah, it feels a little bit like, hey, you didn't there's, die. Th there's no angle of that that doesn't feel a little icky to me. Right. Um. There's there's no winning that argument on either side. But, um. Yeah. I mean, it was a great night for the Browns. No question about it. And it just shows how far this organization has come. It shows how much they are now. Uh, respected instead of being the punchline and the monologues of NFL honors. Thank you, Carolina Panthers, for taking that mantle. Um, they earned it the it, hard way. All of the, yes, yeah. they did yeah. in good. many ways. And by the way, good looking out for a Yinzer because uh, Dave Tepper's from Pittsburgh. Good looking out for a Yinzer of stealing that that uh, that glow from the Cleveland Browns. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you. Well, Re bringing well back that rivalry by by completely becoming the most irrelevant organization in football. Yeah, but, I mean, it, do, it does say just how far this organization has come under the Stefanski and Andrew Berry regime and the the amount of respect now that they get. Uh, you know, Miles Garrett did not finish in the top five in sacks in the NFL this past season. I think he was uh, seventh, and he won Defensive Player of the Year because he is that well-respected. Um, nationwide. Sorry, TJ Watt. Uh, here's a Kleenex and a quarter. Go call someone who cares. Um, but it's it's fantastic for the Browns. You know, I you just you you feel so much. If you're a Browns fan today, I, I know it's like not the trophy you want, and it's you know first couple of trophies the Browns have had in a while. But like that's pretty cool. You're nominated for those all those, and you won them all. And the Joe Flacco story is something we are going to tell for generations to come. Regardless if he comes back for 2024 or he resumes his career elsewhere, that two and a half months is just something that is going to stay with all of us for the rest of our lives. It was it it was incredible. I think you're right to point out the narrative shift on the Browns. And really, by the way, guys, it's, it's like the Panthers. There are very few teams. Like for a really long time, there was like, the Browns, the Jets, the Raiders, yeah. maybe the Bucks here and there. Like there were four or five teams that were in that vicinity with the Browns. Now it's pretty much one team, but I do think it's a, a sign of where the Browns are, how far the Browns have come in four years. I was just happy for Miles. Yeah, I, I don't give a damn about any of the noise. I thought Micah Parsons was uh, Micah Parsons was incredibly classy last night, knowing he wasn't going to win. Um, yeah, Miles, and, and him posting, hey, and even clapping back at T.J. Watt yeah. and just saying, sorry, bud, you were not the better player. You might have had better numbers, but you weren't the better player. And we'll get into the T.J. Watt thing and the Pittsburgh, the Yinzer panic, which I just delighted in. I just have spent the last 24 hours trolling. We'll get to that in a moment. But, like, for Miles, it is a legacy thing. And yes. so I'm happy for him because I don't just think Miles is underrated um, nationally, I think Miles is still underrated to some degree in Cleveland. I I and, think that that's fair. Um, but no, I mean you can't say he's. It's kind of like Baker Mayfield, right? When you're the number one pick in the draft, you're no longer an underdog. Like yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you just you can't keep playing that card when you're the number one pick in the draft. Expectations come with that. You know, as far as Miles goes, 
for, yeah, a couple of years, I felt like he was underrated nationally, that he wasn't getting his just due respect that I felt that he was deserving of. But I, I can't say that now. <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, he, he got his love last night. Now, and that was great to see. Uh, he's he's going to go to Canton someday. By the way, so are you, TJ Watt, so shut up. Uh, so is Lamar Jackson. Don't give it all when, TJ. I got a whole segment <laughs> making fun of the inbred losers in Pittsburgh and in the surrounding counties and TJ Watt. Because yeah. I actually do have a legitimate beef with TJ about it that's less about the conversation and more about how you conduct yourself. We are reacting to the NFL honors last night. Four for four are the Browns, and number one uh, in, in at least my mind was Miles Garrett winning the Defensive Player of the Year Award, the first in his career. And before I get to the actual reaction to this player, did when everybody saw the T.J. Watt crybaby tweet where uh, T.J. threw an adult-sized temper tantrum and basically leaked that it wasn't that that he wasn't going to win the Defensive Player of the Year Award by saying it's not something I'm. It's, it's something like now nah, I'm going to butcher the whole damn thing. Might as well read it. Nothing I'm not used to, which is a double negative. But I'm just curious. With the second you saw that that tweet by TJ before the thing even started, did you think to yourself, "Oh, Miles is going to win"? Because I, I'll be honest with you, I thought TJ was the great threat. I didn't think it was Micah, no matter how great a season Micah had. I the second I saw that, I was, I was like ninety nine percent sure Miles was going to win the Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. I so, can't really tell the story of <laughs> what actually went down yesterday. I may or may not have had an idea that it was going to be a good night for the Browns. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. You're part of the Browns beat. You've yeah. got a job to do. Um, so, I knew I knew to be glued to my TV starting at 9 o'clock. So, <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And, and I had certain segments. I had the phone standing by to record certain audio segments of the program. <laughs> so here was... I guess here was my bigger problem. Um, I have no problem with a player being disappointed that they didn't win player of the year. I, or D defensive player of the year, MVP, whatever. I all, get it. All I know is Miles Garrett has been in the running for that award the last couple of years, and you never saw him do something like that. Well, and I think, so to me, it's, it's, it is that. And I just think, I think one, spoiling it is trashy. Two, throwing a temper tantrum on social media because it's not like TJ, and I understand that there are financial implications on this. It's not like TJ hasn't won it before. Right. He, he won it two years ago. Yeah. The guy is a six-time Pro Bowler. The guy is four-time uh, first-team all-NFL um, all team. So the guy has been voted damn near everything you need. So this idea that, oh, I'm, I've been persecuted, it's like, no. The fans voted you in the Pro Bowl. The NFL writers voted you an all-NFL uh, all team, first-team all-NFL team, right. and you've been a Defensive Player of the Year award. So if, if this if this was they were both vying for the that first one, right? this was Legacy Wars, I get it. But it wasn't. It was just a guy, and this is actually what pisses me off about it, and I tweet it as much, because I very rarely will tweet like this where I go after a player, mostly because I, I get how... People do this kind of stuff, and it ends up blowing up, and it gets annoying and all that. I didn't care in this sense. To me, it's not just about Miles Garrett. 
To me, I don't give a damn that T.J. Watt thinks he should be the defensive player of the year. That's your prerogative. You played. If I was competitive, I'd feel the same damn way if I had the kind of season he had. To me, it was he wasn't just dogging Miles Garrett. It was he was dogging Micah Parsons. He was dogging every other player that had a claim to this. And these these just inbred Yinzer fans, these just yokels who come out of the woodwork because our our, our boy TJ said so. We got to go downtown. We got to protect TJ. Like these just morons who act as if he was the only guy that had a good season because of a stat. Like, yes, he led the league in sacks. Other stats do matter. And, and the, the, my favorite thing is, well, Miles only really conquered like, like made-up stats. Hey, Jabroni, they're all made up. Every stat is made up. They didn't they didn't calculate sacks until like 1981. Yeah. So like this idea, oh, st- that stat's made up. All are, you're paying attention selectively to the one that favors your case because he's your favorite player, which is fine. But like, guys, if, if Miles had lost to Micah Parsons, you know what I would have had to say? Mike is a hell of a football player. If Miles had lost to TJ Watt, I would have said TJ is a hell of a football player. Uh, if if Chris Jones had been one of the finalists, and I think that's the guy that has a gripe because that guy has been consistently one of the most impactful pass rushers and, and players, defenders, defensive linemen in the NFL. If Chris Jones had won, I'd say that's a hell of a football player. So the idea that TJ felt entitled to it, that's what pissed me off. That's what's classless. Yeah, is it great that he tweeted about it? Now nah, you look like a baby. You look like a big, dumb baby. And I think you need to have a little bit more perspective on life if if the Defensive Player of the Year award means that much to you versus, I don't know, getting your first playoff win of your, your career. Tiger almost got out of the cage there. But then when he implied that that he... Because the, the, the implication here, let's be real honest, the implication is he was owed that award. Right. And he is not. Every year, we the, the idea that there's one guy that should win it is in itself a fallacy. We're talking about the award that represents half of the half of the game. And so, honestly, every year, there's like 15 guys that should be pissed they didn't win it. But because he's won it, he feels like he's owed it. Because he plays in Pittsburgh. Because he's really good. And I'm here to tell you, TJ, you're not even the best defensive player on your team. Alex Highsmith is every bit the player that you are. And think about it, because that's the other part of this. Like, TJ Watt, in dogging every other person for that award, he dogs his own teammate. Alex is the – think back to that second and nine play that that ended the game from Cleveland's perspective. Who actually made the play happen? It wasn't TJ. TJ got the glory. TJ got the scoop and score. He cleaned it up. Who made the play? It was Alex Highsmith. So you are lucky to play – across from a guy who doesn't get any sort of the accolades because he plays across from you simply because you were drafted first and you had that first breakthrough first and you play for the IT organization or one of the IT organizations and you feel entitled to it, I, I lost every bit of respect for T.J. Watt. And I listen, we already saw the the wrenching on Batonio's knee in the one Pittsburgh game. I already started to think less of this guy. Yeah, you're a good football player, but you are a soft ass, you know what? And that guy can frig all the way off from now to the end of history. You are entitled to nothing. You have you have the greatest job that uh, you have things that other people can't even dream of. Like you are the one percent of one percent on of football players, and you care about an award, and you care about fronting on social media. Like you are a loser. 
Like, I'm sorry, no respect for that guy. From now, and I've said a lot of nice things about guys that play in Pittsburgh, that play in Baltimore. I always respect great players, not TJ Watt anymore. I have had conversations about the differences between, because, see, TJ, to your point, you're right. He's not even the best defensive player on his own team, number one. Number two, he benefits. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details from all the work that's done in front of him, whereas Miles Garrett has to do the dirty yeah. work himself. Yes. And Miles is still great doing the dirty work himself. T.J. Watt doesn't have to beat double and triple teams. Yep. He doesn't have to beat a double team and then a chip on top of the double team to get to the quarterback or to create a play like Miles Garrett does. Yep. Like, it, it's... Um, I agree with everything you said. Um, and he's not even the best defensive player on his team. But yeah, to to whine and complain because you didn't win defensive. Look, Miles Garrett when he first got drafted, one of the first things he had talked about was on his to do checklist as an NFL player was defensive player of the year. Like that mm-hmm. was one of the first things he said. Aside from obviously winning a Super Bowl, he wanted to win defensive player of the year, and he was motivated by that. And every year that he didn't win it. He didn't jump on social media to cry and complain because he got snubbed again. He just went in the offseason and worked even harder mm-hmm. and did something else. Hired another person to work with him in the offseason for whether it was weightlifting or agility or uh, fitness or uh, dietary or whatever, okay? that That's how Miles Garrett responded to his own perceived snubs because you can make an argument – the last couple of years, he was deserving of winning that award. Mm-hmm. And that's the proper way to react to not getting something that you want. Not like a 40-year-old child who just got denied a toy at the grocery store from Mama. Well, and I think it says a lot about the class of Pittsburgh Steelers fans who have held themselves in a high regard for what, they've, what their organization has accomplished, that they are as... Um, there's in the gutter as any fan they, base. They, they want to fire Mike Tomlin. That tells yes. you all you need to know yeah, about and by their the intelligence. Way, that's not just about him being a coach. 
Let's just be yeah. honest about Pittsburgh's relationship with people that uh, that don't that don't quite fit the Yinzer profile. Let's just talk about Pittsburgh and their classiness. But to every Pittsburgh media member that that carried water for T.J. Watt, um, yeah, I'm sorry, this is embarrassing. Because here again, if you gave T.J. the award, I would have no problem. He's a hell of a football player. But like, it is one awards are subjective. And, and what people in Pittsburgh have turned this into is it is a lifetime achievement award for Miles. Right. No, cut on the tape. Like, this is why, yes, absolutely, the sacks matter, 100%. But, but watch a game down the stretch and tell me Miles Garrett disappeared. But because you're looking at box scores, because you're, you're watching your own team, which is fine, right. you're not looking at what really happened. That's why pro football focus matters, because it's not simple as, did you record a sack, yes or no? Because that, especially in a 3-4 defense where you're playing three, uh, uh, three yards, uh, you know, three to five to seven feet off the line of scrimmage, like and playing with Alex Highsmith, and playing in front of Cam Hayward, and playing in that defense – you're going to your your path to success is different than a guy with his hand in the dirt. Yeah. But again, don't just like watch the friggin' tape. And if you watch the tape, and it's why pro football uh, focus matters because that guy was impacting games with one arm. And I, listen, I think the Browns did the wrong thing. The Browns should have been very honest. Miles post the shoulder injury did not have the same consistent and I'm talking about when I say I'm not talking about impact I'm talking about he he it took him a, an extra half second to get where he needed to go because he just couldn't throw guys and ragdoll them he was still listen last four games this year 35 total pressures do you know how Prince TJ Watt had 21 so yes he had more sacks but when it comes to the entire picture to, to this narrative that, well, Miles disappeared. The 35 total pressures in the final four games of this, se uh, this season would tell you that didn't happen. Miles still has an impact, even if he's not getting to the damn ball, in a way that very few defensive ends get paid attention to. And it is just, I, I just, I, I've never lost respect for somebody more quickly than I have for TJ Watt and any of those inbred hucksters over in Pittsburgh. I give the voters a lot of credit because w leading up to things and you and, you know, other hosts on the station asked me, you know, do it, you know, Miles' chances of winning. I'm like, I don't think they're that good because a lot of the voters, they're looking at the box scores. And when you look at the box scores, the numbers don't add up, you mm -hmm. know, not didn't finish top five in sacks. And I thought that that was something to be held, be held against them because they're not sitting there watching Cleveland Brown film. And I, I think the voters got it right. I think they did the right thing. Um, I commend them. Like, they actually treated Defensive Player of the Year the way it should be treated. Like, let's be honest about it. League MVP is about the best quarterback on the best team. Yeah. Like, that's what that award has now become. And I'm not taking anything away from Lamar. He is a, in my view, a he could retire tomorrow. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He is doing things, in my view, that, yes, other quarterbacks have done, but he's doing it at an elite level. He's doing it almost, even better than some of the original trailblazers. I'm not taking that bait right now, but that's okay. okay. Well, I, uh, <laughs> I respect your Lamar take until I don't later in the show. But, but, you know, this was about the complete player and the and the impact that Miles had. And also, too, it helped that the Browns finished, like, number one in total defense, pass defense, getting off the field on third down, 
uh, fewest first downs allowed. Like, you know, that's Jim Schwartz won the assistant of the year for the same reasons, right? Like, and I, if you heard Jim Schwartz uh, after the the awards last night, he, he said, I'm, I'm not here without Miles Garrett. Like, Jim knows where the bread's buttered. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I'm with you 100%. And again, Miles has been snubbed in previous years. And what he did was he went into the offseason and said, you know what? That box still isn't checked. I got to get my butt back in the gym. I've got to do A, B, C, and D for me to get to get to that level that I want to go. And that's how you respond to that stuff. That, yeah. that, Not like, on social media yeah. like a cheap jag who I it just entitlement bug me. I, I appreciate how well you're censoring yourself because I'm trying. It, you it, saw it when I did. It, I almost dropped an f bomb. You saw it in my <laughs> eyes. Yeah, that it was on my soul that we were. You know what? You know what? FCC. I'm gonna have to take this one. All right, this is the one. And it's <laughs> and really it's less about miles. It is less about miles, and it is more that anyone in the NFL. That to me is disrespectful. Yeah. You know, like you could have made a case that three quarterbacks could have won. The MVP. This year was not a clear-cut case at at the uh, MVP either. Yeah. And if if any one of those guys had done that, you are disrespecting the proceedings. You're disrespecting the honor of the game that you think so highly of yourself and so little of anybody else that you deserve that award. You deserve nothing. And you know what? I here's it's the Albert Bell effect. Good luck ever winning the NFL Defensive Player Year uh, again. Good luck for that. Because voters, they're human beings. And voters will take this as a shot across the bow. I hope that guy never wins another damn award. And I I, I don't be surprised if TJ gets two less votes than he should have if he's, a, again, next year, a damn good football player. And that's what a real man does. You know what? Would have loved to win it. That's a damn good football player. It's called class, TJ. Maybe look it up. You mentioned something, though, because I... I I don't like to gloss over this. I, I like to actually get into it. I think one of the biggest reasons why it was so important for Miles to win that award is I do think it's the kind of thing that is is the, the box you check off to go to Canton. I think there are still more things to come. But I think, man, when you start talking about his, his statistical output, right? pretty much 15 sacks a year every year for the last six years, um, and you look at and kind of broadcast that forward – you keep up anything that is close to that production, and maybe we start to get some team success. And I like right now, I think it's likely that Miles is a Hall of Famer. I think he's already there. Uh, why? Um, because he got this box check. Number one, number two, he's the Browns' all-time franchise sack leader, and now it's not even close. He's running away with it at this point. Um, it's been consistent since the day he was drafted. Um, he is the only player in the NFL over the last six seasons to have 10 or more sacks. He's the only player in the NFL in the last three seasons to have at least 14 sacks. Um, there's longevity here in success. He's racking up the pro, the, the pro bowls, which believe it or not is a measuring stick. Like Joe Thomas going into the hall of fame. Uh, we knew that once, once Joe got that 10th straight pro bowl, that sealed it for him in, mm -hmm. in my view, because, for an offensive lineman, that's kind of really the only metric. It's Pro Bowls and all pros, right? Those are the only metrics that you really can kind of go by uh, when you're voting on uh, the offensive lineman. That's why when we have a conversation about, like, Joel Batonio, if he can get to the Pro Bowl and be an all pro again next year, I think that legitimately puts him in the conversation for the Hall of Fame, even though trying to get in as a guard 
is like almost as impossible as getting Clay Matthews into the Hall of Fame at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and by the way, uh, just uh, we should have more guards in the uh, in the Hall of Fame. We should have less kick returners. Well, they, but that's neither here nor there. They, they put Devin Hester in, and and look, I'm not arguing against it. I am. I, um, I don't. I, he's a kick returner. I understand. He's got six plays a game. Good for you. But in that era, what he did. Matter like I I thought I kind of felt like Josh Cribbs deserved consideration. I don't know that Josh Cribbs deserves to get into the Hall of Fame, but I now that you've put Devin Hester in, I think he at least deserves a conversation at this point. I think the only reason Josh Cribbs will never get in, and the only reason why Devin Hester did, is he returned a, a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and if and I, I just I hate it, 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 emotional. It, it, the thing that play, gets lost about Josh, run. though, here's the thing that gets lost about Josh. He was he was more than just a returner. He was a gunner too. He was one of the premier special teams tacklers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which to me, that's I don't remember Devin Hester making many spectacular tackles on uh, special teams, and that so that's an, another feather from my perspective. In Cribs's cap again, I'm not saying Cribs deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, but I think there's a conversation there to be had now that just, Hester's just in. Just get back to the or just to get back to the Miles thing, he's 94th in sacks right now all time. Okay, with at 88 and a half. So that is less of oh that that's that because we're gonna have more stats to kind of start yeah and, uh, analyzing and, he, and, he, and he's gonna and move this. up you know in the but, next couple of years he's gonna move up those rankings. Well, I but, think health matters, but yeah. I do think you're right. Like once you get to a, around a seven or eight year run, I, I th- at this level I think is when it really starts to all right. That's the conversation. Can I tell you the one thing I do think he needs? Okay, I, I think he needs a, at least one deep playoff run. Okay, and I because I, like I look at a guy like uh, he's gonna. I think Miles next year is gonna leapfrog Joey Porter. Joey Porter's got um, was it ninety eight sacks? All right, that's a guy. I think. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm doing the Joey Porter thing. Two different thoughts at once. I think you have to get to a hundred. Okay. I also think you start to look at some of the guys who don't have where. Let's say a guy like uh, Reggie White or Bruce Smith is. Those other guys have a Super Bowl ring. Those other guys yeah. have a, have that, and that's not that has little to actually do with Miles and just Miles be giving giving fans that indelible image of that wow moment in January or in February. And, and, and imagine the story there too. His rookie year, the Browns didn't win a game, mm-hmm. right? 0-16, the lowest of the lows, laughing stock of the league, right? Seven years later, he's defensive player of the year. Team has made the playoffs twice in four years. The head coach has been coach of the year twice in four years, right? Um, he was able to do that without leading the NFL in sacks. Mm-hmm. Think about think again, I think that there's something to be that to me is what makes this award even more special for Miles is because he didn't dominate in the box score. He dominated on the field on the film. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? And he and he got recognized for that, which is very rare in today's day and age, especially in the media. 216-474-0092. How close to being a Hall of Fame lock is Miles Garrett? Now that he has checked that next box off, the uh, Defensive Player of the Year award... 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with a vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.